Last episode I said I'd broken out of my reading slump, but now it's elevated to an even better level. Like, I'm reading so much at the moment and I'm so engaged in the books I'm reading right now and the books I've recently read. Well, book singular. I only finished one book this week. No, that's a lie. No, I finished two books this week. Okay, I've been really, really engaged in all the books, basically. The first book I finished this week was My Year of Rest and Relaxation. I gave it four stars. I really, really enjoyed it. I think for people that don't know the basic premise of the plot, well, it's really character-driven. You can't even really call it a plot. The basic synopsis is this woman decides she wants to discover a new sort of outlook on life and she decides that the best way to achieve this is by taking a year off and essentially sleeping all the way through it. So she gets in touch with this really, really dodgy psychiatrist or psychologist, I don't know the technical term, who um, swiftly diagnoses her with intense anxiety, although she completely is lying to her. She says that she's some high-flying businesswoman who has loads of stressful like work meetings that she needs to do and presentations, but it's not true because she's unemployed. But um, yeah, so she gets given this sort of industrial grade, like essentially tranquilizers, and they knock her out quite well. I think the book really does focus a lot on sort of underlying mental illness and how that affects people and I suppose sort of the pushing down of emotions and trauma but my favourite part of it, the part that I think was the most well written were the satirical moments because satire is such a strong theme of the book especially surrounding sort of the shallowness that the upper classes have and are expected to have as a central point of their lives. Like, for example, the protagonist, who's very, very privileged, quite often will go out and, after having slept for about three days or something ridiculous like that, like three days solid, and she'll see her reflection in a shop mirror and she'll just be like to herself, oh, I still look pretty. And it's just really quite perfectly captures the essence of, <laughs> I guess, just fucking Western beauty standards and stuff and well, capitalistic Eurocentric beauty standards, which we don't stand at all. And the idea that women should always just want to look good and that they lose all their value if they do not live up to this ideal. And I found the fun being poked at that really, really funny to read. I, I really, really enjoyed this book. 10 out of 10 would recommend, though I gave it a four star. So I guess technically 8 out of 10, but I would still recommend it. The second book I finished was Girl, Woman, Other. I read it so, so quickly because I remember last episode I was talking about having ordered it and that the, the blurb made it seem really, really promising. And I got the book, I think I started reading the book on Sunday 
and I'd finished it by Thursday and I wasn't even reading it for a very long time out in one go. I just <laughs> kept reading it so often. Whenever I had a spare minute, I'd read it because I just, it was so good. Honestly, absolute new favourite. Five stars out of five. It was even better than I thought it would be. Essentially, it follows 12 different women throughout um, the 20th and 21st centuries. It's just, oh God, it's amazing. It focuses primarily on the experiences of black women and how they are both oppressed for their skin colour and for their gender. Um, it also focuses on, oh God, a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, abusive relationships are a theme. Um, the inequality of education standards in like inner city comprehensive schools compared to private schools focuses on sort of, I guess, the gatekeeping of um, post-secondary education. It's just really, really, really good. Focuses a bit on like sort of the idea of being excluded from the system and not a part of the status quo and then as society progresses being allowed into it but the question being asked of if this is this genuine representation and acceptance or is it just born out of a desire to include more people so those people will do things for you aka give you their money give you their approval, give you their attention. It was just, it was really, really good. It was so readable. I just, I loved it so much. The structure of the book is really unique and you can tell it was so intelligently picked and crafted because it just is able to tell the story in the perfect way. Essentially, because it follows 12 different women, you get um, 12 different sections of the book. So each one just follows one woman and the stories um, intertwine after a while and there's a part at the end where they, a lot of the characters sort of intersect and the ending especially is really good but I don't want to say anything about it because it might give something away but it involves two characters connecting in a way that is, oh it's beautiful, it's it's just, it's really good. It's really, it's a really cathartic ending. I love it so much. But the structure of the book is brilliant. It is written sort of in almost, I, this isn't a term, but like poetic prose as well. So like sometimes you'll get to sort of emphasise sort of emotions, especially I notice like feelings of isolation. Say if a character, the line is, oh, she's all on her own the spacing is so that each word is only on one line so at parts it reads like a poem and it's it's brilliant I I love it a lot I love it so much <laughs> I just keep I can't even really put into words how much I like this book because <laughs> it's just amazing it's honestly perfect um I think that yeah so the structure and also because it's in 12 different sections 
and it follows 12 different people, you never get bored of it. But each section is perfectly written. They're all long enough. You get about 40 pages per character. It feels fleshed out. Um, and they each have enough similarities so that the themes don't feel thin on the ground. They're cohesive and culminate at the ending in a way that is perfect and powerful. And yeah, honestly, just read, read Girl, Woman, Other, please. It really, really deserved that Booker Prize win. I can't recommend it enough. I've actually bought three new books this week because I went on holiday with my family just locally in the UK and the place where we were staying there are a bunch of charity shops and a pretty big secondhand bookshop and one afternoon me and my sister were really really tired and we were both just really grumpy so my mum was just like listen I'll just drop you off in the town where we're staying and you can just do whatever you want for the afternoon, you know. So we went around pretty much every place that sold secondhand books. And yeah, in total that weekend I picked up three new books. One of them was um, The Red Queen by Philippa Gregory. If you've read Philippa Gregory, you, yeah, you know, you know, you know the drill. It's, it's not at all historically accurate. Philippa Gregory books are basically objectively not very good, but they're really fun to read if you like history and aren't too bothered by historical inaccuracies, or if you are but just find it infuriating but funny. Honestly, read Philippa Gregory, it's great. The book at the moment is about Margaret Beaufort, and from previous um, Philippa Gregory books, I know she hates Margaret Beaufort, so this will be an interesting read. <laughs> Um, I also picked up Nocturnes by Kazuo Ishiguro and which is cool because we were in like a really really <laughs> sort of bad like middle-aged secondhand book thing it was literally like one bookshelf and all of them were just really crap awful horrible middle-aged erotica books but I found nocturnes in the middle of it I was amazed so I'm I haven't started that but I'm hyped to read that and the thing I'm reading at the moment which I was most excited to discover is Mislaid by Nell Zink it was actually on my to be read I just found it in an Oxfam bookshop and I was like oh shit so I'm about two-thirds of the way through that it's really really good again very satirical I'll probably talk more about it um, next episode when I've finished it. I wouldn't be surprised if I finished it today. I only started reading it, I think, yesterday but or two days ago. But yeah, I'm pretty much already done. I just read a lot yesterday. So yeah, it's a pretty short book. It's only about 280 pages. But I will update on how good that was when I finish it, which will be next episode, I expect. I think... Yeah, it was just really, really good going into secondhand bookshops again, because I haven't been to one since before lockdown, and I just love looking through the books, because I don't know how it is in other countries, but in the UK, if you go into a charity shop or a secondhand bookshop, I think secondhand bookshops, okay, they're usually better, but charity shops especially, it would just be like 50 shades of grey. I think it's law for every charity shop to have 
every single Fifty Shades of Grey book possible. <laughs> and there's also certain books that are good, but you just constantly find them in charity shops. They're in every single one. Like, we need to talk about Kevin. It springs to mind. That's in every charity shop in the UK. I think The Handmaid's Tale. So... At first, when you go, it seems like there's so many good books, but then you realise there are good books, but they're all the same ones. So when you find something that's good that you haven't seen a million times before, it's really exciting. I just got this like rush when I found this later. I was like, oh my god, it's an actual book on my to-be-read list. And it's here in this Oxfam. <laughs> I was so happy. It was like seeing an old friend. I was like, oh, I didn't think I'd see you here. But yeah, I love, I love hunting through charity shops and secondhand bookshops for stuff. It's great. I love how cheap the books are. I love how I don't have to feel guilty for like buying things through Amazon. Like I hate that Amazon owns everything because I used to order all my books off of World of Books because they sold them secondhand and they're really, really cheap. You could pretty much pick up any book for three quid. But Oh god, they just really upped the prices. I don't know if they were bought out by someone or if they were just struggling to maintain the business and needed to up the cost, their profit margins weren't high enough. But each book on there, now you'll be lucky to find a book for like six quid. And quite often they're not in the best condition because they're all second hand. And it's just like, I don't really want to pay six quid for a second hand book. Because in the UK you can get them for like 50p in charity shops, so yeah. And I am i don't have much money at all, so I can't really afford to buy books for six quid, but I can afford a two quid book or a three quid book, you know. So I found another second-hand book site that looked good, it was called Abe Books or something. And I realised it was owned by Amazon, so I was like, oh god, I'm going to feel really guilty buying from here, so I've not bought anything from there yet. I might have to compromise my morals and do that at one point, which I'm dreading. But I have enough books at the moment to see me through for at least a little bit. And now that charity shops are back open again, I can just go looking around them again and hope I'll find some good stuff. I'm actually really, really lucky. Um, where I live, I live quite close to this um, like area where there's just a bunch of books. <laughs> God's sake, not books. There's a bunch of shops and restaurants and stuff. It's pretty... It's like a five-minute walk away from my house. And I love living closer there because there's... Oh, God, I think five charity shops. And they all have loads of books in. So it's just it's just such a good way to pass an afternoon, just going out and going for all these bookshops. I can come out of, like, ten different things on a good day and they literally all cost, like, 50p. It's... It's amazing. So I've got to do that at some point now that lockdown's over and they're actually open again. Maybe I'll do that this week. If I do, I will update on the stuff I found and maybe I'll <laughs> share some of the worst things I've found. There's always a lot of erotica there. It's really, really funny. Like, the Baron's secret. And it's like a picture of, like, a woman with like fucking stockings and then a picture of like some clip art stock image thing of some like vaguely rich looking guy frowning oh I just I love <laughs> Are these, th these must be a thing everywhere they're just so stupid those books really make me laugh I've never read one but 
maybe I should, maybe I should for the podcast and I'll dedicate an episode towards to it and I can say if it's actually good. I'm really rambling now, oh my god, I'm gonna stop. I think that's a pretty decent summary of the reading I've been doing this week. Um, I expect that this week I will also be reading quite a lot because I have my A-level results and if you don't know, A-levels are the exams you do before you leave school. They are very important. They sort of hinge on whether or not you'll get into the university you want to. So that's not too much of a worry for me because my uni is quite um, flexible with grades. So I should be okay. And I'm on track to do decently. It's just me and my perfectionism wanting utter perfection. And knowing that since a lot of the grades are moderated, I run the risk of having them be lowered from what I want and I really don't want that to happen and I'm constantly stressing out about it and I'm dealing with it by reading so I'll be reading a lot I'll have a lot to say next week um yeah I think that is a pretty good place to end it so I'm gonna play the really really cringy exit music again I'm gonna find a different track this is gonna be our thing so stick around for that and yeah I will see you in the next episode and either be really happy or really upset.